welcome to Two Broken Girls episode three. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, yeah, thanks for tuning in. I hope we hope you liked episode one and two so far, and we are gonna dive into the topic of our dear Boston daddy, the one, the only daddy coach. He obviously had a name, mm-hmm. um, but we don't even need to make up a name for him on this occasion because... Because we don't even know his real name. Because we don't know it, to be honest. And so how can you base... How can you compose a fake name if you don't actually know the no, real name? You exactly. need the canvas, you yeah. need the template. But anyway, the point is, he was a coach. So we'll call him, and we did call him throughout the duration of our encounter, coach. Okay, so we're going to dive right into the story. So at this point, when... Also, we should like overlay some sort of like fairy tale music when you tell the story yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that could be thinking, i'm thinking we can overdub yeah yeah we'll get that in guys so this was week two of the trip yeah we just completed new york um i'd gone to my like ren fair at some turkey legs um in the meantime and then we ventured up to connecticut Drove through some like small towns like Gilmore Girls esque yeah. um, on that on that pursuit. Very cute, very quintessential. Where did we stop? Salem. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, Salem performed the witch trials yeah, as we mentioned last yeah. time. Got uh, exercised and then we ascended in um, Boston, Boston. A personal favorite, right? Yeah, we the really land of dreams. To be honest, Boston. yeah. Land of dreams, opportunities, and um, bar encounters. Yeah. Um, I think that's when we realised the, the power, power of the bar. Yeah. Yeah. The power of the bar. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll dive into that um, in a bit. But to set the scene, so we just dropped off the car. Um, we're like, head. we head straight into Little Italy, which was apparently this, the place the to spot, go yeah. if you wanted some basically a lobster roll yeah um where did we go to get that lobster roll it was we called, sampled like probably um, like three yeah we so there. it was called the paulie's paulie's, paulie's yeah paulie's. and actually it wasn't the best in it, little italy no. that next day was, yeah, yeah i mean was... like the thing is people are always scammers gonna scam you know exactly. like essentially we went somewhere we thought would be the best but it was the second yeah. best yeah and it was also a lot cheaper than the other one to yeah be yeah true the true. other one we had to fucking split yeah, into. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If <laughs> you cut it in half with a yeah, knife and fork. Literally. And then get like mad, like judged by the waitress yeah. who was just like But like, that what was that place called? Because we we should say for those people going to Boston. Yeah, that was one was called, called um Hold on guys. Yep, yeah, hold hold up. Um hold. and also we discovered um This isn't an attempt to get sponsored by <laughs> places also i mean we're definitely trying to get sponsors and you know what's funny is that um paulie's was was called like odessa maybe or something like ethereal like that neptune Neptune, yeah yeah and coincidentally it was the door next door to paulie's and coincidentally again it was on salem street oh yeah yeah all these links you know it's like a domino effect with us isn't it we're just falling into places just but yeah that's the best place to go in boston if you want to get a lobster roll or anything seafood apparently yeah oh they had the platters yeah yeah they did not that we tried it yeah so we went got a lobster roll and then we're like walking down up around um north end it's called and um we were like all right 
It's 5pm, what's I got to do? <laughs> Let's get fucking pimped up. <laughs> anyway, so we, um, we stumbled upon the most darling little hideout yeah. in the centre of the town called, cool. um, what's it called? <laughs> Fuck you now, we should have... Oh. <laughs> we haven't prepared, guys, but like... Oh, shit, man, that was... Yeah, what the hell? Uh, it was called... Fuck's sake, man. Florentine. Yes. Yeah, Florentine. It was yeah. cute. Yeah. Very nice. Nice atmosphere. Old school. Yeah. It's definitely also, as we figured out, about the locals just as as much as it is about the tourists. Yes. You know? A perfect mix that not everyone manages to kind of master. Yeah. That's, they don't um, strike the right tone. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the cocktail selection, you know, don't go in there expecting to get like a fucking uh, violet infused, like no. fucking lavender, yeah. like sidecar with her whatever like whatever it was like the classic yeah. sony honey yeah because also that bartender's trunch ball as well uh, oh, yeah. same same as like new york um wherever yeah. we were there the like, boston equivalent king trunch ball like yeah. he he again yeah he dirty was... eyes from the bar really yeah. but you yeah. know not sexy i don't know no 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 yeah the the judgment was on yeah present. but you could but the where that you know the cocktails are nice they're expensive though yeah, I'd give yeah. it a three dollar out of five dollar, like five dollar yeah, yeah, being yeah, the most yeah. expensive. Three dollar signs, yeah, 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 yeah. So we like got there and it was like we there was basically no room. It was popping like it was early. It was yeah. daytime still and it was yeah. popping like, and so we're like, oh well, let's go to go sit at the bar, you know. So we went to sit at the bar, and first of all. I got chatting to this couple, didn't I, next door? Yeah. They were just like lit as fuck. Anyway, irrelevant. So chatting to them. Then shortly after, they were nice, but, you know, and then we went into them the next day. Do you remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird. Um, So who sits next to us? None other than Coach, Daddy Coach, and his loyal <laughs> side, and his loyal sidekick, Governor. <laughs> well, that was the nickname we gave him. Like, Governor was like a fucking, Stern. you know... Man, of, man, man was, of not many words at all. No, but Man was clearly an alcoholic. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man's face was yeah, so yeah. fucking, like... No, he had the shakes. Yeah. And it was like, it had that sort of, like, kind of, like, red, yeah. like... You know when the nose starts, pimpled, like, fucking yeah, flaring glow, up into, yeah, like, a yeah. fucking... <laughs> like, sprouting. Like, yeah, yeah. No, it's, like, literally the soil. There's, yeah. like, something's gonna come from that. Literally, like, like a spring onion. From those pores, yeah. yeah. The pores are big enough to sprout a oh, carrot from. God, yeah. Could have fucking started a community garden. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway. So, Governor was great. I mean, he didn't say shit, but he was funny. I mean, he, he like, said one or two things and whatever. But the point is, this daddy coach sat next to us. So, guys, yeah, it was, it was like, a bit of a milestone, that one. A bit of a, a new chapter in the sense that, up until then, we had only been meeting up with, um... Daddy's off the back of Tinder. Uh, Tinder. Yeah, it was very intentional. I think yeah. at that point, wasn't it? And we literally like, I mean, I was trying to swipe the day before, and it was just like, and the day of. Remember, we had, mm. we literally had the bar trying to swipe, mm. and it was absolute fucking tumbleweed on mm. there. Like there was nothing like, um, and so I don't know. Like that's just like a bit of an observation for Boston. Like they just don't move like that. They're just organic, you know. Yeah. So he sits down guys you're already painting the picture you know like he's got the baseball cap on 
He's got like it's the B baseball cap as well, the yeah, Boston yeah, baseball, the Boston yeah. baseball cap. And anyway, he's got like um, <laughs> <laughs> um, he's got like that smile. You know that smile that just doesn't age. Yeah, a little bit of a twinkle in there, like some wrinkles, but they, they actually just make him quite hot. It's not like it doesn't age him; it just gives some um, taste. Yeah, mm, I tasted the difference. <laughs> But yeah, so he's like, just like, you know, like nice, like tall, like nicely built. He's a bit of a hottie. Yeah. You say. No, you were, you, I think you're a bit enamored. Yeah. You know? You know? So, um, we start, um, chatting and at this point we're maybe one, one or two drinks in, you know, um, had the confidence to, um, to start chatting and, um, because yeah. also I will say that him and, um, Governor, we just sat in silence like you know yeah. in the same way that kind of like wise old men sit yeah. at the bar like yeah. in complete silence but they're together yeah like they only communicate in like blinks or Nudge, something. like yeah. uh, nods head yeah. nods and, yeah. yeah 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 and it was like it was like an after work drink you know when you're like just actually you, fucking slewed by the day that yeah. you just had drink you're like you just need to have a fucking yeah. crack open a cold one with the boys mm. No exchange, no, no, no need for any, any of that. You know, the the sheer presence is enough. You know, and I admire that. In a, I don't even get that with work though. I'm just like, you know, I'd go. I think I'd rather go alone. Yeah. You know, if true. I'm actually absolutely hammered after work and I'm like so stressed, I'd yeah. rather yeah. just be by myself. But well, that's why I think theirs home, was you know? more of a like. Theirs was more of a like. Their presence was comforting to each other. Mm. God knows why, I mean, yeah, you know. Bit of a weird duo, but you know, who are we to judge as yeah. two broken girls? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the weirdest at this point. <laughs> the most unhinged. Yeah. Honestly. But yeah, like they were just literally not saying a word and like, um, and we were kind of trying, like, I mean, I must admit, daddy coach, like he took his time to warm up, didn't he? Oh yeah. He was giving that fucking cold shoulder, boy. Mm. Like, I was mm. like, What's it? how do I crack this? Like One word answers. Yeah. It was like a threat. There was like a line. And as soon as he crossed that line, it was like yeah. a waterfall. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it was hard to get to it that point. It was very hard. No, but yeah, we, we tried. We tried like, you know, conversational. We tried the British thing. We tried the humour. Like nothing, you know? Yeah. And um, just as we started to think, let's pack up our bags and take our business mm. elsewhere. Well, he started to warm up, you know? And the the turning point was... So we started asking, you know, the basic ass questions like, yeah, you know, we were like so desperate for conversations. We were just like asking recommendations again, playing up to that kind of like, yeah, you know, kind of like helpless little tourists who yeah. can't Google like where fucking to go. How many times can one, two girls ask for a recommendation? How many times can two girls yeah. ask for one recommendation? Well, yeah. infinite, apparently. Yeah. I got many more asked. It's actually the chat line, really. Yeah, but... exactly. If it and it broke, also, then. you know, makes them feel like, oh, they're being the provider in that mm. same respect. Like, fair enough, they're providing recommendations, but in a way, it's still like... Yeah, I mean, of... we're essentially giving an opportunity to a guy to mansplain. To man- they're exactly. gonna, They're going to take it. Like, yeah. that is the segue yeah. into it. Like, exactly. they just see an opportunity. Yeah. Um, we're essentially lining it up for them, yeah. really. Laying the ground, like, it's yeah. like, take the bait, honey, I'm giving it to you. So, you know, obviously very proud of his ends like of his north ends he was like he was like uh i mean the guy never fucking left the area like yeah. this is a bar he went to every day 
and everyone knew him and every time someone walked in it was like they'd like say yeah. hi you know so um he started telling us the best spot to go this uh what was it called again? Carmelitas. Yeah. Come, Carmelo? Car- Carmelitas, I Car- think. Carmelitas. I think, but let's fact check let's, that. Uh, and Car- don't want to give any false information. Carmelina. Okay. Carmelina. Carmelina. So, yeah. Which? 4.6 stars, guys. You know, you know, it's good. Um, wish it's... I could tell you what we ate in there. <laughs> no, no. I, like, I, I don't think I can go into the, like, actual, in, like, logistical details of sitting down at that dinner yeah. table well, but of course you can't get into no, it of course i can't because i don't remember anything but um look he recommended it mm-hmm. so we said we'd go and he said oh i know someone i'll book a table for yeah. three which i thought was a very sexy segue well, into it that you know? was when it kind of like well what was funny first of all is that but also <laughs> love that he just literally like ostracized uh governor I was I like, I'll book a table for three. It's oh, like, yeah. oh, not for four then. Oh, the governor guy wasn't went, even yeah. in the running. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, governor, the governor No, he wasn't, out. but it's like, come on, you know. Yeah, like, exactly, you know, this is like... You think, you know, you'd extend the reach to your friend that you're with, but true, I suppose you saw his opportunity and he struck, like all sportsmen do. I know. You know? But it's not as if governor's like exactly like a threat. I mean, truthfully, governor could have come as, as the safety net, you know, as the buffer. Yeah. But... Anyway, like, funny enough, the couple that we were chatting with before, who we'd asked the exact same question, where's good to go, they actually taught us Carmelina. Mm. And so then, when we were, like, chatting to Daddy Coach, we were like, oh, like, this couple taught us to go to Carmelina, and he was like, um, he was like, yeah, it's the best one. He was like, I, I know someone. And then turns out who we knew was that guy, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, so basically his contact to get us in was that guy table, we were chatting to just was before. the guy because apparently the guy that we were chatting to before worked there yeah exactly. so he was obviously just giving recommendation yeah. to the place that he had exactly. ties to so we started to feel a bit con you know yeah yeah but we <laughs> but still wanted to say we went mm. but and, and i will say like the food is good i know we like joked earlier about not yeah. remembering it but like <laughs> i do i do the food was fine i mean guys we ate that shit for the next three days yeah no cold we, yeah. Out the fridge at, at all hours of the day as well breakfast had breakfast, that for breakfast lunch, dinner. and it was like not breakfast food it was like no. it was like it was we got, sausage rigatoni like, with like that is breakfast food but it was it, yeah. it's like it's like it was like it was like rigatoni with like sausage and ricotta and whatever like oh, ricotta that ain't a breakfast yeah. food i will say no i mean Everything can be a breakfast food depending how you break it down, I guess. Not in a not in a heavy pasta yeah. dish. Really. It was like bakes, you know, it was like yeah. pasta bakes. I guess it was also not great in the sense that it was like in that dusty fridge and that disgusting Airbnb. It would come out like bare cold, like borderline, mm. like you know. And you know when you're eating something and you just say you're like, This would be so much better if I could just fucking be asked to warm this shit up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, it do be like that sometimes. You just gotta But so, I would also just to say, like, I would give that that was like the best restaurant i think i've eaten at for no not forever oh in but like in boston oh yeah but what about the lobster rolls yeah but i think that they were amazing but i think when it's like it it is a specific food yeah. i can't say that it's the best restaurant because i just had the lobster roll yeah, yeah, whereas true. like carmelina's we tried quite a few different dishes yeah. we had yeah. like the starters and the mains yeah i think like i had a good understanding of why yeah. that was good whereas like i think yeah. The the lob poorly's like that's not that's but not that was that, it wasn't snack, even a restaurant really, really and but. even when we are, they said it came with uh chips obviously we thought it was chips <laughs> fucking Americans came with a bag of fucking like yeah. salted crisps yeah Harry Potter and the audacity of this bitch yeah but anyway so 
Um, he tells us, so it turns out his plug was this guy. So anyway, that's when he finally, the dynamic tilted, it shifted. Um, we finally were like, okay, maybe this guy is interested. He called up and he was like, do you remember that? He was yeah. like, um, hey, well, Johnny, whatever his name was like, so I got, I'm with, a, I'm with two hot babes. Can you put yeah. this a table for three? And then like, that's when we were like, okay, say no more. You know, the bag has been secured. Yeah. As in, you know, the emotional bag. Mm. Um, but yeah, so he was a man of like, you know, at first glance, he's just like a coach at quite a big university in Boston. Yeah. Um, which we will not name. <laughs> um, because we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> But you won't name uh, We won't name because we could make it up. Though. Yeah. Um, you know, he was telling us about his team. He's like showing us photos of his like players and stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. When he's like, you'll find this guy hot. And yeah. then he's like, he goes through his whole basketball team. But like the official website, he was like, you'll find this guy hot. I was like, I can't even, I'm seeing out of my ear right now. Like, <laughs> what's going on? But yeah. yeah. I mean, as always in our stories, guys, we were lit as fuck. Yeah. At this point, you don't even need to, like, know anymore. You already yeah. know. But, yeah, he is, like, really weird. Like, kind of similar in a way to, like, how uh, Julian, you'll remember Julian from episode two, was, like, showing us the policeman, like, mm. infant fucking mm. photo. He was doing that with, like, almost, like, on this, like, weird thing where it's, like, he wanted to gauge if we were showing any kind of reaction mm. to... I guess that's a bit of an insecure thing. Because even if he had on paper the confidence of a jock and a coach and whatever and quite like a good-looking middle-aged man he still had this kind of defeatist like insecure Mm. side to him yeah and so it's like almost like he was showing us these like photos of of these young basketball players to like almost be like well you know take them instead of me Mm. i'm kind of not worthy whatever and then he starts telling us a story about how he met this spanish girl do you remember yeah and um at that bar, wasn't it? Really, was it? Yeah, I think I so. And basically, like, it was like almost like a disclaimer, like, I also have dated young, but also, on the other hand, him being like, I was recently heartbroken. Yeah. And with him, as opposed to some others, it didn't seem like fuckboy. It seemed mm. more like, because of the whole, like, standoffish introduction where he just wasn't bothered yeah. by our presence, it didn't yeah. really seem like he was doing it in any mm. kind of manipulative way. It was just more like, yeah. But I wonder, like, if, like, a young guy did say the things that he said. Because I think part, like, attached to him is his age. And, like, mm. the, that, like, he has kind of almost value. But I know that, like, society tells us that when you get older, your value goes down. I don't agree with it, but mm. I'm saying that that's, like, naturally what I think a lot of people kind of think when they think of like aging but I think for him it was like like this with his aging came value and like he was he was like the coach of a basketball team he was a leader he was like this Mm. kind of like leadership role and I think that probably does make him quite like attractive and aspirational to like younger people like this like I don't know, there's something about, like, the sportsman, isn't there? Like, of, like, mm. watching, like, sports and, like, that being the closest to, like, the warrior type and, like, the protective kind of guy. Yeah. Um, Which I think, like, he had, and that's why I think 
I don't know. I think if a younger guy did say it without the kind of like experience and age that mm. he had, like maybe it would come across like fuckboy. But for him, it was like him with his dog and his like experience and his heartbreak and yeah. he was single at the bar and yeah, everything. The authenticity yeah. factor. Yeah, it just somehow because of all that felt kind of genuine, I guess, in a way. And and um yeah he so he tells us about this girl and that he was dating and from what i gathered she seemed to be just like a bit of a girl on a similar kind of trip or whatever and was just passing through and basically just like ended up living at his for like three months yeah and i think he saw in it a maybe more meaningful relationship than it was and what i gathered from her from what way he described her she was just like a girl who wanted free accommodation and had daddy issues, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It could have been real love, whatever. But the thing is, it actually was funny because he literally got a dog. Yeah. Um, because she was saying she wanted a dog. So he was like, I never wanted a dog. And then I got this dog. And it's like this cute little fucking... What, what kind of dog was it again? Like this, like, little... like tiny, like little white fluffy yeah. thing, like right? Like a very kind mm, of feminine very small, yeah. dog somehow. And... Um, yeah, so that's the conversation unraveled when he was explaining why he got the dog. Because he was like, I'm going to meet you, but I need to go home first because my pop, whatever. And he was like, literally, his eyes were like lit mm. up. Like he was like showing us mm. photos, whatever. So that was, again, like a very multifaceted, almost like a, an oxymoron with yeah. the harshness of the concept of the jock, maybe, you know, like the yeah. masculine like presence. And, and, um, and yeah, so it's like, he's like, cool, made the reservation, I'll meet you there, I'm gonna go home and whatever. And he was like, I'll bring the pup. So anyway, we went on to having board drinks and um, yeah, so we met him for dinner and yeah, he was there with the pup. It was like a very nice meal. Yeah, um, yeah no, no, it was, a, it was a delicious meal. And I think that like, I suppose like it was, it was really interesting if actually you looked from an outsider's perspective inwards because like obviously there was two of us like mm. with him, he had his like puppy essentially and this had all stemmed from essentially like the power of being at the bar. Yeah. Like he just like in a very, in very cliche terms, picked two hot babes up at yeah. the bar. Yeah. Like, which I don't know, I think. I suppose when I think about like going back to that was our first like encounter of being at the bar like the power of like the power of it from both ways really yeah like it worked for us and it worked for him I mean it's like real life swiping you know yeah you can like swipe right swipe left by simply moving changing your place at the bar yeah you know and it's almost like it's like a conveyor belt you know like it's like speed dating yeah you're going on there it's like Mm. and I think even better for someone that like is a local somewhere because somehow it's like feeds into this kind of like drama of your life like even though you know if we boil down all of our lives like they're not dramaful at all but mm. for him someone that goes there all the time it's somehow like this kind of eastenders effect where it's like yeah. it's like paying like out this day. like fantasy somehow like i'm in front of like people that he sees all the time who probably speculate about how perhaps boring his life is perhaps interesting Mm. his life is like there's drama unfolding right there at the bar and I think that that is quite like attractive to the to him because he's like oh this younger guy that trench ball barman was like he probably like I can just imagine that like you as men you get props unfortunately Mm. yeah for being with not one but two yeah 
And I feel like, yeah, the next day for sure, when he got there, he got a couple fist bumps and people were like, what happened? And then, yeah. you know, like, you Absolutely know. Not. And he probably like made up some yeah. crazy story. I don't know. Like, but the point is we actually, I mean, when I say we, like, I mean, I kind of caught like, I don't know, like somewhat out of all the daddies, like somewhat minor feels for him. Mm. And like, he, um, he was like, I'm not expecting anything. He had this kind of aura of security and safeness about him. And he was very almost like nurturing in a mm. way. Like he was like, text me when you get home. The next few days he was texting me like, how, like, where are you now? Like it almost like became this pen pal relationship that punctuated the rest of the trip. Yeah. Because we remained in touch and sending him updates where we were at, whatever. And, mm. and um, yeah, it was like weird. It was somehow the most... I feel like genuinely like almost romantic relationship mm. I experienced with a daddy on that trip. But it's also the one that was the most platonic in yeah. the sense that compared to how the other daddies behave. Comfortability like, and like, yeah, yeah. Like groping, trying to kiss, blah, blah, all that shit. Yeah. Like yeah. he did not do any of that. Like, yeah. and um, he was like giving relationship vibes. I yeah. feel like, I think he didn't have this like kind of sexual aggression that a lot of other guys had he had a very kind of like calming but was still a very like the king archetype like yeah. he was like the king in the sense i don't know i think if you were gonna like paint some like renaissance photo of yeah. like everyone at the bar it would be like everyone looking at him or yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know it was well, very centered gone, around him yeah, 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 yeah because... exactly the other option <laughs> yeah but like i think he had that kind of leadership presence which like was was very detached from this like sexual aggression mm. like i don't think like i don't think it was really about anything but um companionship like it was yeah. he obviously won he 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 obviously you know was like attracted to you know you but like i think he, i think he just exhumed something else other than what we've seen from many other daddies really yeah um and even when he was telling that story about that spanish girl like he seemed that he the way he was describing it he let her call all the shots yeah he did not make one move it was very like passive in a way mm. it was like she started talking to him she moved mm. she then suggested to move in she yeah. said she wanted a dog you know or it was like yeah. very much it was like it was happening yeah. to him and and maybe that's to do with the fact that maybe he did grow up a jock, a popular, yeah. a hot guy, yeah. whatever, and didn't really ever need to proactively mm. act in any romantic yeah. way to get those yeah. things land in his lap. I think it's that, but I also was thinking that it's potentially also, as well as that, mm. about, like, his coaching style. Because I read mm. this thing, like, recently, which was, like, I think... I'll try and find the article. Yeah. But it was like we'll put it in the show notes. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> um I, I think it, it it was like no successful, like big sporting coach, specifically basketball actually, they were talking mm. about, like will have like a stance on their coaching which is like it was like all, all by no, they won't like employ a specific style which is like all bite. It's about like being now maybe this is like trends in basketball coaching but it's about being like empathetic and calm when you approach mm. your team rather than the kind of cinematic american like 
um, work hard till you die approach. And I feel like that's similar to his kind of, like, stance. And in a way, I'm like, maybe we were... Obviously, I don't think he was manipulative in any form, but Mm. maybe he knows that formulaically, in order to make someone, like, attract you attracted to you you actually need to pull back it's like the elastic band effect isn't it it's like Mm. you don't actually have to like run someone into the ground with work like they'll they'll like um they'll they'll like perform well if they form like an emotional connection rather than a kind of like like not a fear more like based on empathy and actually aspiration in a way which actually like is contradictory to what I said about the cinematic effect because actually I think most Hollywood films about sports is about like one person developing like an emotional connection with their coach Mm. and then like that working yeah it's about the bond and actually and actually it's strengthened and legitimised by the fact that it's it's actually um, more of a unique thing as opposed to like a general yeah. yeah exactly like you feel like you've got a specific bond with one person mm. and I think and I think that is kind of like what he was doing subconsciously like mm. drawing us in through kind of more of a connective like emotional like said like bond and rather than this like purely sexual thing it mm. was like we had conversations and there was like a softness to like the encounter and in a way I feel like like he knew that by doing that and again, say subconsciously, so don't think he was like this manipulative person, mm. but he knew that he would increase his value in our minds, which I think he did. I mean, yeah. it worked in a way, like this yeah. kind of like softness. Again, going back to like the nice guy effect that we sort of did touch on before. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. which um, like worked, but yeah. for how long, you know? Yeah. Before that crumbles, but. And I think it only works depending on like. I don't know, the full package, you know, like the nice guy thing only works if there's overall like an attraction, if mm. there's an interest in the person and whatever, like, um, but yeah, I mean, it did seem like work was his life. Like that was his top priority, being a coach. He himself had said he was, he played sports. Like mm. there was a clear linear path in his life that went from player to teacher yeah. and everything else was secondary. He just had led like, the life of a bachelor in a way like mm. never really been married never kids a bit of a recluse like a bit of a passive bachelor like totally not on the fucking yeah. hunt but yeah like i guess yeah there was nothing like hunterman about him no. actually like that's why like when talking about archetypes i like, just think it was like kind of like the king or the warrior like there was just well i guess warriors like hunter but like mm. he just didn't have anything that was seeking like even the fact that we really realistically did spark the conversation yeah with him like there's just nothing that was like seeking anything he was content yeah 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 could have taken it or leave it yeah left it um but yeah like i guess off the back of that our kind of thoughts on on the whole thing were like just also in terms of like the the jock and like i think something that one would find really attractive about him is the sports aspect and you know, he showed us photos of when he was younger, when he was a jock. Like, obviously, he... Yeah. Did we he, see photos of him? Yeah. Yeah. We really? saw some photos of him. They were, like... Remember, he had, like... He had a lot of hair, and basically, he wore this hat, yeah. and he, like... Oh, yeah. He was, like, folding underneath, because he did take that off. But, like, yeah. he, he showed us this um, photo of when he was, like, at... I suppose it was, like... What do they even call it? I don't even know. Like, 
like high, it's not high school, college, college, yeah. yeah. And he had Uniquely. like loads of hair, and he basically he, he was like, we asked him, oh, what were you at high um, at school? And he was like, so proudly, like I was a jock. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah. And well, he didn't say he was a jock, did he? Didn't oh, did he not? No, we were like, oh, were you a jock in school? Yeah, oh, yeah. We, we like were in, in a way, we were like, like tell us you're a jock. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. It's like, you know those questions, like, it's like the definition of bad journalism, yeah, when yeah. you put the answer in the question, you're like, so Literally, can you tell us why you did this one? Yeah. Like, what were your thoughts on why you did that? And, you know, like... Literally, the, like, the, the, like, do not do and please sing. Yeah, like, literally, like, when absolutely you someone, it's like, did you, so you murdered yeah. this person, Yeah, 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 You cut that throat. Like, the, yeah. the, the direction of the conversation yeah. to a certain outcome. Like, and so we explicitly yeah. asked him if he was a jock in high school. Yeah, I'm literally I thinking like, now, like, was he any of this or did we just, like, tell him he was? Like, even, we, like, coach basketball. Did, was he <laughs> was even wearing a hat? Coach? Like, did he even exist? <laughs> no, but, you know, like, it was like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, we wanted him to, it was like a reverse of the male gaze. It was mm. like a, the female gaze. Like, we wanted him to validate our beliefs on yeah. this linear path of him being a jock and whatever and, like, potentially having a problematic relationship with his harsh father who was vicariously living through him mm. to fulfill his dream. Wait, no, that's just a plot of a uh, Cinderella story. <laughs> Shit. Um, um, but anyway. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah. So, basically, like, the kind of themes that we drew from this. He was the reliable kind of older male figure. He obviously took us, made the reservation, made sure we had enough, like, there was enough food on the table. Like, made sure we got home okay like you know followed up the next day yeah he clearly was that kind of dad like let me know when you're home blah mm. blah and um also just to interject like this is when like i think i had this pang of like modern dating is just so fucked because mm. like i think he like embodies embodied an older like generation obviously yeah. in way of dating like you wouldn't get this now yeah. like this like level of care Exactly. At, at early on, because everyone's just trying to protect themselves so deeply. Yeah, exactly. Treat them mean, keep them Yeah, clean. yeah. And, like, I think that's what I, I meant also, like, in the first episode when I was talking about often with the daddies, we felt this tangible difference between the offline and online, like, persona of, like, the generational difference. In a few decades, they... Almost like the whole idea of chivalry had just, like, fucking crumbled. And, yeah, it was just comforting. And, obviously, we already mentioned this whole idea of the reliable father figures is something that we both crave in our in our way and so it was like that's definitely what drew us to him yeah yeah and and also like kind of occupationally that is a word like being in sports like having been in sports like his whole life like he was very directional like he was very like achieving and i'm not saying the only way is through sport but like it is one of the most like visual manifestations of achieving like having a team having someone follow you winning like seeing the like the like counter on the sports board yeah tick up like i think there's something so reassuring that someone achieves their goals through yeah seeing that like the most tangible kind of like way of of performing and achieving like the entire essence of sports is the concept of Mm. meeting goals of like outdoing yourself of performance of endurance and and yeah it's it's like and in a country like this which where sport like the whole culture is sports yeah nhs and sports essentially like you essentially both get claps yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> both get get spoons on the pan. Both get claps, but only <laughs> but only one is funded. Um, but yeah, so we kind of like we're thinking about the archetype of the jock, and that's why we actually seeked out in a way that was our thinking with Daddy yeah. Daddy Coach. We did want to at some point meet a jock, mm. and coincidentally, he landed right in our lap. Mm. Obviously, the kind of stereotypes of the jock often revolve around like toxic masculinity, anger management issues, like channeled like suppression, and like you know, there's just all this kind of like alien movies, like the jock beating up the euphoria. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, damn, he's hot. I think he's so hot. He's got to be my top five. Do you think? Like what? What we talking like a three? I mean, number one is clearly Christian Bale in American Psycho. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I I would agree. I would agree. Although I even think Nate is hotter than him. Like uh, wow. hotter than Bale, and then Bane, a different kind of hot, Batman. but both of them do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, yeah um, like he's he's yeah he's unreal. Oh my but like God. as a character, which is so dark. Yeah, I'll say it on this podcast right now. Like yeah. I fucking, <laughs> <laughs> I stand a white <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, but it's no, just his pent up anger that just like wow. No, no, wait, we're we're joking, guys. Take take everything we say with a pinch of salt. Of course. But yeah, but it was actually quite interesting that, as we kind of discussed, he did not really seem to embody that. And maybe that's because those notions are portrayed often in, like, teenage movies, in a way. Yeah. And when you kind of graduate to an adult form of a jock, realistically, you either... There's, like, three outcomes. Like, you either do it as a hobby, Mm. in which case it becomes more trivial and less, like, the stakes are lower. It doesn't need to be, like, a vessel for your aggression because your, like, life is a bit more balanced or whatever. Mm. Or you become, like, a professional level or whatever, in which case it's you're more calm. And I feel like a lot of the professional Mm. athletes and people go to the Olympics, they're so... They meditate. They're so tuned into their craft that it's, like, not even... There's not even room for that anymore. Mm -hmm. Or you become more of, like, a... The coach persona which is like as you mentioned like has binary like outcome of either being like a complete fucking angry person who's taking out all of the personal shortcomings that they Mm. weren't able to like officialize the jock persona in their lives or just this calm soothing presence that he had which was a bit more yeah detached and it's like good cop you know Mm. and um i guess also there's this element of the jock quintessentially is a well-groomed puts a lot of pride in the body not necessarily Mm. in the sense of like i work out to look good but as a inevitable outcome i look good because yeah i work out every day whatever and so we also were thinking about this this idea of beauty standards i don't know i wonder if the fact that he still looks so good at his age was related to the upkeep there like um, I think it's like very easy for a guy or something to yeah. like upkeep their image somehow. Like I just, I mean, I think it is just a case of I don't know, like GTL, gym tan laundry. You know, mm-hmm. like you just gym, you tan, you tan, and you do make sure you smell good. Oh my god, I'm just gonna put it out of there. Take it from two broken girls. This is our first bit of dating advice, guys. The most simple thing you could do, but it goes extra, extra far, extra far. Oh my days! Just smell like your mum did your laundry, please. Yeah. Like, smell like your mum did your laundry, but then just put like one 
spray of like of, one of thing. Of Manly, of Lynx Africa. That's it, <laughs> of Lynx Africa. And honestly, they'd be flocking. Yeah. Two broken girls. The gazelles be yeah, flocking. Yeah. <laughs> Two broken gazelles. <laughs> no, I know, we'll be competing between ourselves for that. Like, they just, yeah. like, you Luckily, either... we don't have the same time. Yeah, true, <laughs> luckily. And we'll, we'll go on to that <laughs> in, yeah. in, in another episode. <laughs> no, they'll cross over somehow, but sometimes, but. At the end of the day, we would always choose each other. Yeah, Yeah, no, exactly. The thing is, is like, if you ever even looked one eye in one direction, that, that, I know that guy's not for me. Yeah. He's a pixelated fucking, he's a QR code, like. If if your friend likes someone, that man should be pixels. Pixelated. I want him to be, like, I want him to be able to scan him and get the menu, all right? He is the QR code. Like, Like, that is, you should not see this man as any kind of flesh embodiment. He doesn't, he is dead to you yeah if you, if you like a guy Layla, like that guy as we like complete i don't even see the eyes like it's just pixels here yeah it's a question mark like yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like and that's how you should all see it so that's yeah. a, that's that's also that there's some advice for you guys and for you girls for there. you girls yeah yeah there you go so guys smile like your mum did your laundry with a bit of links africa mm. girls <laughs> see every man out there as, as a, a pixel because your girlfriend's a hope <laughs> anyway right so um so yeah i guess like this whole idea of yeah it got us thinking i mean i guess seeing him like with with a lot of the daddies like they were kind of looking dusty like let's be honest but like with him like looking good at his age and also through the idea of the jock when it's in like any kind of media portrayal it's often this idea of like this overgrown man who can't let go of his youth yeah. and who's living vicariously through his son or his or whatever you know and in and, this case his basketball team and maybe. in this case yeah yeah and and that's it, why it he's of, presenting photos of them exactly on his phone because they're his projects you know they're almost like mm. an extension of his true. personhood that's true yeah they're his creations I, yeah i agree yeah. and also i mean i don't know if you want to get into that but it did seem and this is based partially on the photos he showed us but also because we actually had a real life experience of meeting two of his um yeah i i sometimes think like what if the guys he showed us were the guys we met i mean it could be like if they were because they were like i okay so i think what why we should get into it because also what is interesting is that obviously we met the coach and this kind of like very like i don't know almost relatable comforting leader figure and then we who i wouldn't in his late like older life identify as a jock like no, no. but she yeah have become the master yeah and then but, we met the dark but side then we of the met point. the jocks yeah. and like really when i say the darker side i i do mean yeah the darker yeah. side I mean, we uh, we well, did have an encounter, which I mean, I'm ha- more than happy to go into. And Obviously, listen, I dabbled a bit more. But we've a bit given advice than... to the guys and the girls. Now we're going to give advice to fucking everyone yeah, out there. Yeah. So we're not going to dwell too long on this part of the story, but like, there's the a lesson. Why, here. Yeah. Yeah. But the reason why I brought them up too is that like I almost felt like there's this idea of like potentially his students were maybe from like lower socioeconomical backgrounds based on those two guys we met and obviously based on the knowledge in america that often a gateway into college Mm. is through sports Mm. and so people who like don't Mm. have the funds necessarily and i felt like there's this kind of like fatherly figure thing where 
I feel like as a coach in America, you are more than just a sports mm. coach. You actually take on this almost like guidance counselor yeah. thing, this mentor. I mean, you this from an anecdote that he taught us, didn't mm. he? Because this guy that we met the night after, one of the two guys we met, taught us he got into some mm. like legal problems. I don't know exactly what it was, but it sounded like it was something to do with either like some sort of a mm. like legal thing or some to do with like something yeah. sexual, like yeah. um, a breach in that respect. And I, uh, like, by the way, he told us that story later on, or yeah. we would have never even. Yeah. Um, but I, anyway, like coach had to vouch for him and whatever. So his coach was involved in the whole legal process, yeah. which is why I feel like there's it's way more intertwined mm. than the kind of just normal dynamic. Of course, yeah, I feel like that so that is quite rarely to happen in this country. But mm-hmm. uh, when and we in this ta- economy, yeah, when we were talking about um, him earlier presenting like the photos on his phone of guys on his team i actually think that that's more of a like fatherly figure thing to do rather than testing the waters as to whether we would go for we would rather go for someone that's like similar closer to our age Mm. because like i think it's more about like um wanting the best for your team and like and and wanting your team to be on like the straight and narrow and although like yes we were in the bar and yes i think a lot of it could come across as like two kind of crazy girls i think relatively like we do come across as quite well-rounded because we are and i think that like there's an element of him wanting to his team to associate with like something that's gonna like somehow benefit better them Mm. and I think in a way it was this kind of like auctioning off like I do think in that moment if like one of us is like yeah Yeah. I'm really into that guy can I have his number I do think he would have given his number because somehow we embodied the like different like you know in Mm -hmm. America they do really respect like um, like a British accent or something mm-hmm. and somehow God knows why but like it makes people think that we're, we're cleverer than we are or something yeah. and I yeah. think in many ways it was more of an auctioning off of like would you be interested in this guy and I think he, if yeah. like I do think he would be happy yeah yeah happy to have like set that situation up mm-hmm. and I think it's more the fatherly figure thing for him and his team yeah. and like also going back to what that guy told us which is like yeah he got into um a legal situation mm. and he asked coach to like bail him out which also he didn't he didn't yeah which is which is why also that he was funny is that he actually said that he hated coach yeah yeah and like but you're right and also i think the thing that confirms that is that he showed us the guys quite early in the chat yeah. and that was before the new character was unlocked where he'd said the table for three and when it shifted the, the dynamic of the conversation and the interaction shifted and where he entered the arena suddenly yeah. as a contestant totally as a bachelor yeah, 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 yeah. and okay. before that he was just like very much in this narrative of america like it's very like make it or break it like sports are so important mm. it takes over your entire life and as a coach you have to be like a father a mentor a guidance counsellor, a financial advisor. A matchmaker. A matchmaker, a apparently. Kid, you know, clearly. But yeah, and I do think he saw in us two, like, kind of worldly, like, mm. sophisticated girls that were travelling and cultured yeah. and whatever. Yeah. That we could make a good impact, you know. And, and um, yeah, I think on paper we were, like, you know, mm, we were, yeah. like... A couple of martinis in, yeah. you knew we weren't. <laughs> but yeah, but th- that story the next night was insane, though, because, like, we... Yeah. So just to kind of tell you, like, in a nutshell... Okay, so we went out the next night, and that's for the next episode. But 
We then went to a Chinese late night Chinese <laughs> restaurant in Chinatown, like at probably like two a.m. Because like, we had the munchies, because the fucking big ass platter of food we had two hours yeah, early wasn't, wasn't enough. enough. And oysters and fucking yeah. Oh my god, yeah. So how was that not enough? Like I think at that point, like that was the threshold of my stomach. A couple of oysters and a bit of tuna, you know. Yeah, but there was like on a whole yeah, bit of I mean, it was like, yeah. like it was oh, like yeah, the week. yeah, I got a photo actually. Must, yeah. must load. I, we'll talk it? about that next yeah, episode anyway. Exactly. But the point is, we're at this Chinese restaurant. We get chatting to them, these two guys, and I feel like I was trying to get a ride for us back or some shit. Yeah, and which I was obviously like, just never because yeah, they were like getting that the, whatever. Again. So I take responsibility for the initial um, interaction to begin with because I was just trying to finesse a ride. Anyway, like, they're like, yeah, get in the car, we'll take you, whatever, whatever. And, like, this was after having chatted to them for a bit. And then, you know, we went this kind of, like, back and forth, whatever. And then we get in and... <laughs> that's <laughs> when it just sounds so yeah. I mean, listen, like, like we said, like, we walk so you can run, guys. And when yeah. I say run, I mean run away from those two guys yeah. and don't get in the yeah. car. <laughs> like, but, it was some sort of, like, boy rape. Like, it was, like, no, it was, like, a vintage... I thought they had a fucking... No, because I remember being in the front and there was like... It was like almost this vintage, like, really wide set, kind of like wooden fronted, like, car. Was it? Yeah, I feel like it was really? like a vintage I thought it was like thing. a 4x4, like, bulky kind of like nah, Range Rover. No, nah, it wasn't. It was like a thi- oh. It was like actually quite a small thing, oh, but right, it was, was like... it was kind of dusty, it? Yeah, yeah, loads of shit in yeah, the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because basically oh. the guy that... Well, it's like flashbacks, like... The guy that we got chatting to was actually nice. And he yeah. was the one who was driving, and so based on that, like, um, he was actually cool, he was quite calm, temperament, whatever. Based on that, thought it was, it was a fairly safe on the Richter scale to get in. And next thing you know, I look at the map, because I kind of, like, figured out, I knew where we were at pretty much, and I knew where we needed to go, and then they started going in the opposite direction, I was like, wait, where are you going, whatever. And they were like, yeah, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. And I was like, I asked a couple of times. And then I start, we literally start crossing a motherfucking bridge, guys, into a different fucking, like, borough, a different state. I don't even know. So at this point, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this is a piss take. Because I forgot to say, they wanted us to come to this club with them. Do you remember that fucking? And we were like, no, we don't want to go out. We just want to go home. And they were like, just come, just come. Anyway. When once we came into the car, they just decided that we were going to that bar or that club, whatever. So anyway, we start heading there, and we were like, I mean, I was livid. I was like, fucking, like, let us out. And they were like, come on, just one drink, one drink, whatever. So we were like, fuck, desperate sake. man, yeah. so desperate. Literally, imagine locking two girls in a car just because, like, just to secure a fucking date. You fucking. So like, getting more and more pissed off, but like, was checking on the map, and we were indeed he- heading to where they said so. It was like kind of like anger plus yeah. fear plus like yeah. plus, plus whatever Uber money we were going to have to chuck on the problem. We're going to have to double it now because mm-hmm. we're even further from home. We get to this thing. It's like a full on like... Whoa, that club. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh... I mean, wow, that club was insane. Like it was like... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, then the story about coach comes out and we actually like... Fuck knows how that came out. We were like, oh, we met this guy, whatever, whatever. And he was like, yeah, he's our coach, whatever. And then next we know, he's like showing us photos of him. It was crazy. It was like, what are the fucking odds? Um, so we're in this club and 
I oh my god I forgot about my story afterwards yeah I was gonna say you oh, delving into that that's god. the thing I forgot about that extra layer man oh my god the power of suppression never yeah. underestimate the power I, I think Boston has the most layers to it oh of all god. the places it's like a fucking Russian doll like mm. literally I couldn't Oh my god. Domino effect, honestly. Yeah. All these like decisions we made had like different decisions coming from different decisions. Like Yeah. The only just... consistent thread is that they're all bad. Like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But that was crazy. So I'm at the bar and um I start like sobering up and getting a bit more lucid and I was like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like it's fucking three AM, four AM when I get home. I was like, Come on Sophie, let's go, come on Sophie, let's go. Anyway, like could not <laughs> Look, there's nothing behind the eyes exactly, sometimes, exactly. you know. Like, it could be like that. So if, if he's I'm like, out, I'm start out. doing shots now with whatever. So this guy starts chatting me up at the bar. Um, I've already given up on them two motherfuckers. Like, mm. um, And anyway, I thought he was kind of normal. And he was actually heading back to the similar area I was going. Because we were staying near Harvard, mm. weren't we? And he actually, um, I think, went uni there or some shit. And my phone didn't work out there, so I was like trying to figure out how to get back. Um, so he offered to share an Uber, and I was like, "Oh, what's another? What's another bad idea?" In the, in one night, I just added to my tab. Anyway, like we're in the Uber, and he was like perfectly normal at the bar. We were chatting. We were just like kind of like yeah, whatever, just basic combo. But he seemed fairly normal. Anyway, we're in the car, and he just starts like fucking. I've never been so fucking jarred out by a guy in my life. Mm. In my life, like I would take those two that fucking drove us against our will to a yeah, club some, yes. over that disgusting piece of shit. Like I'm yeah. sorry, but he was literally. He starts saying as soon as we enter the car, he's like, "So you're gonna come back to mine?" I was like, "No." At first, I was like, "Oh no!" Like I was, you know, doing the polite thing. Like, no, I'm a bit like I'm a bit tired. Like whatever, whatever. And you know, you go through like the five stages of grief when you're trying to decline, yeah. like turning down a guy. Like yeah, and he was like well what wh- why like he was like come on like and i was like no i was like and i was like i don't really want to drink anymore and he was like well we can just have water and i was like no i'm just like really tired and he's like well like you know and literally this journey was probably like half an hour guys yeah and he the whole journey would not stop he's like what why won't you come why won't you come back to mine just come back to mine come on for one drink come on i just was like are you fucking like i actually found safe like i was actually trying to like make eye contact with a fucking uber driver like please like help me out here like yeah like the whole journey like at one point i, I was just start getting pissed off i was like i'm not gonna fucking come back you said you offered you said you were going exactly my direction we live close mm. what the fuck like i don't owe you shit mm. you know like so that lasted and then anyway like he told me initially he'd put in two stops and he said he'd done it and then the driver's like all right you're here and um and i'm like okay cool well um well, bye, and you know, like, as in, fuck off. Like, I never want to see you again, you dusty cunt. And then um, the driver's like, there's not, not another stop, this is your stop. Mm. So I'm in the middle of a, a deserted road in the pitch black dark, like, with this guy. And I was like, to the driver, I was like, I'm sorry, like, I don't want to get out with him. Like, mm. can you please, like, just drive me? I mean, I know that this is a stop and whatever. Can you just drive me a little bit further so I can, mm. like, basically, like, run away at this point? Like, um,. And he's like, no, sorry, that's the stop. And I was like, please, like, have a bit of humanity. You've heard this guy the whole fucking journey. Like, mm. you know what's going to happen if I stay here. Like, anyway, in the end, like, he ended up driving me, like, a little bit further. And I just, like, 
from memory my phone had died too i mean guys fucking logistical nightmare um i ended up finding my way back but i was fucking shook then i get home and that's your part of the story yeah guys it was a traumatic night i mean like obviously i was still at this club (laughs) sophie's like living it up doing shots yeah um I mean, I wouldn't even say living it up. Like we had one more shot. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm joking. We had one shot, and then, and then obviously, like my brain when I'm drunk, like I forgot that I you'd gone. So like I was like, okay, now I'm. I didn't even know where I was. I mean, guys, when I say this, it is just a lesson. Like, just don't ever do what I do. I made people in the audience. Yeah, like I made many mistakes that night, which to which I am not proud of, and I don't do, won't do again. Um, and you know. To be honest, don't even drink that much. I definitely don't yeah. drink that much anymore. No. Um, but anyway, so then I'm like, okay, well, I want to go home. Like, I need to go home. And they're like, oh, well, I don't know why I fell for this again. Like, oh like oh, we'll drive you back. So I'm like, will you actually drive me back? Like, I just, I need to go back. I have no idea where I was. I don't know why. I don't think I could have even managed an Uber or something. There was a yeah. reason why I couldn't get back. Yeah. So I got into the car. And then, like, oh, yeah, that was it. So there were two guys, wasn't there? And then one guy yeah. wasn't actually in the club. So we got back into this car, and then oh, suddenly yeah. there was two and guys. Was... And then this oh. guy was like, where's your friend? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I just thought I was going to get driven back. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, and then so we started driving, and then we were driving over, like, all I know is, like, going over a bridge. I was yeah. like... And that wasn't the right bridge, was it? Yeah. It was a different one. No, different, like, going out of Boston or something, yeah. I don't know. I was like, and so I started being like, where are we going? Like, why are we going over a bridge? Mm. And this guy's like, oh, like, we're just going to drop off the car and then I'm going to drive you back. Oh my God. But I'm over the bridge at this point. Like, I would, like, it, it's, it's, it's like, the option is me opening the door on the motorway because it's the, it's the, it's the motorway. And like, f- like flinging my whole body out, or I just sit in there and hope for the best. Yeah. So he's like, we're just, and I'm like, well, can you like, like, I think I asked him like, well, like, how far away are we? Like, maybe I could just jump out now and get an Uber. And they're like, no, really far. Like, wouldn't stop basically. Yeah. So we are like, and I'm. It was maybe like a thirty minute, forty five minute drive from so- that club. Never mind, we'd already driven, like, yeah. 25 to get yeah. there. Um, I think I didn't have a, f- a phone or something. I don't know. But um, anyway, we get to this house, and they park up outside, and it's, like, just this, like, shack, yeah. to be honest. Um, so we're parked outside, and then they both, like, that, I, they, they both went in, but when they left, the car has that automatic lock oh, thing. Yeah. So I was like sat in there and then I thought, okay, maybe I could like just get the window open and then like climb out or something and then try and find someone to charge my phone. Like I was like considering all of these options, like thinking like maybe I could just like, like jam the door open or something. Like, like I was looking around in the car to see if there was like a charger to charge my phone, Um, which eventually actually I think there was. And anyway, so then like suddenly the door of this house like flings back open and one that one guy comes and bear mind he's the worst guy guys it's, he's it's he's disgusting. the one who taught us about the the, the, the yeah. like charges that he had like and he's the one who was the one who insisted like 
from the get-go he was the one who was like calling the shots and yeah. the other one was just a driver the other one was actually like cool yeah like basically and unfortunately uh in the dynamic the other guy was into me and this guy was into sophie yeah and so when i left there was no like whatever like the, the kind of more reserved guy didn't he, well he, he he wasn't that kind of guy to like but this guy was just like no he's, he was terrifying he's terrifying yeah so he gets back in the car and then like just starts driving and he's like yeah i'm gonna take you home um he's like we can go to yours and i'm like like <laughs> hell like what the how Airbnb, different like, like, can our like ideas of what's going on be yeah yeah, yeah. we drive so we start driving back over the motorway so i know he's going back into boston mm. um but like we're on the freeway and he's driving at like i would say like 120 miles mm. per hour with, lit. with a sniff like yeah. coming out of his mouth he's lit like he's going so fast the police are on the side of the highway and oh instead God. of he, he like makes note of it and instead of slowing down he speeds off oh on the on the fucking freeway and i'm just like hot grabbing onto the sides like oh my god okay. like my life is literally at risk here um so he's like speeding this is what up. What happens he's when like, you spit up two broken guns? Yeah, I know. Only bad things happen. Um, so he's speeding up. He's going like, maybe like, like he had that sort of boy racer car. So honestly, it could be anything. Mm. But I would say it's like a hundred. I don't know, over a hundred miles per hour. Um, anyway, like eventually, we he actually is outside the house. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna go, and then he does this whole like, um, what well, I'm gonna come in with you, and I'm like, no, like like saying yeah. like your Layla's there like I'm not you know I can't yeah. do that it's an Airbnb can't have anyone yeah. back blah, blah. he's like um yeah she like why not just, yeah. we just come in like we'll go into also, the garden I was like I've number. not even given you like the House. idea that like anything's gonna happen yeah. I've just been here the like, garden. Yeah. yeah pitch black in the middle of fucking winter whilst... it's how desperate guys are uh, anyway and so always I just... give a wrong number guys if someone like dodgy is gonna drop you off like yeah you know, like uh, yeah exactly I didn't say right outside I just yeah. like went go down go down right, so it yeah, wasn't yeah. right outside and the house just, yeah. and then eventually just ra- like just opened the door around yeah and th- what was good about our Airbnb was that it was down an yeah, alleyway it was like literally like at first was it at a fucking horror show because it's like this fucking crooked disgusting house at the end of this like alleyway ended up being to our advantage I guess yeah totally um but yeah, so that was just uh, the horror show that unraveled for both of us respectively. But I like I got back and I was trying like repetitively to call you, and then I was so relieved when you got back. And yeah, yeah. and anyway, the, the that we just thought we'd bring that up as like this idea of like the jock, the the other side of the jock, and also obviously it being connected to coach. Yeah, it was all a crazy story. Yeah, so. Anyway, on that bright, uplifting yeah. note, um, we live to tell the tale. Yeah. I guess I'll die We definitely learned it. Learned the lesson here. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, we... but didn't we get into another car the next? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, yeah. Me and Daddy, Daddy Coach, maintain the chat. Haven't heard from him for a while, but, you know, hope he's good. Hope yeah. he's good. Um, yeah. I think we can definitely hit him up when we're next in Boston, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. Um, so yeah, that was 
episode three guys thank you so for much listening. Next for listening next week we are gonna do boston the next night two boston daddy so this is gonna be the beginning of that night that's spiraled us into these two very yeah. unfortunate events a series of unfortunate events yes so um on that note yeah um, that now, XOXO. Don't forget to follow us on IG, guys, twobrokengirls.io and the twos. A two. A two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can email us, but whatever. Who cares about email? Um, as in, we'd love it if you did it, but you know. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Bye. Bye. Bye.